stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Alberta's been going through a curriculum review, as you're well aware, and, and certainly a big focus when it comes to the school curriculum in recent years has been the math curriculum. And there's been a lot of concern raised about declining math scores, a lot of concern raised about the way math has been taught. There have been efforts more recently to try to change all of that. Are they working? We've got the latest results from the uh, math uh, PATs. Story today uh, from Post Media, more than 40% of grade 9 public school students failed their math provincial achievement test last year, bringing the state of math in Alberta to what parents are calling a crisis. According to data released by the Calgary Board of Education and Calgary Catholic School District, math results were among the worst in all core courses. But grade 9 students in particular struggled to achieve acceptable standards of 50% or more on standardized math tests. Province-wide, grade 9 math was also poor. Only 66.7% of students passing the PAT last year, more than 10% dropped from 75.5% in 2016-2017. Now, those are the grade 9 results. When we look at the grade 6 results, the province sees some, some signs of encouragement. So joining us to talk about what we're seeing, what we make of it, is Alberta's Education Minister, David Egan. Minister, thanks for joining us here today. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Okay, well, we, we've got the grade six results. We've got the grade nine results. Uh, when we look at all of it uh, together, what, what is it telling you? Well, um, there's a number of stories here. Um, overall, uh, we, don't forget, we do have the grade 12 diploma results as well, which are, um, of course, very important because uh, that's when kids are leaving, going to post-secondary and so forth. So, um, yeah, there's, a, there's a different stories here. Um, let's not forget that I introduced the no calculator portion of the grade 6 and the grade nine exams um, in uh, different these last two years, right? And so we saw the same kind of thing happening with the grade sixes last year when we first introduced the no calculator portion. There's two parts to the exam. There's part A and there's part B. And we saw, lo and behold, the grade six um, Part B uh, go up by 7% this year. So people are teaching now to that no calculator portion of the exam, uh, teaching properly, making sure that kids can uh, make calculations without a calculator, and uh, the results uh, turned right around. So I'm, I, I anticipate that that's what we saw with the grade nines as well. Um, three quarters of them passed the part A, which was the calculator part, and then you saw the rather dismal results in the no calculator part. So, so I mean, that's kind of what I uh, am analyze it or how I analyze it. And then with the grade 12 results, um, you know, we're starting to see over the last five years uh, quite significant uh, gains and increases. So, so yeah, I mean, we have more work to do. And that's part of the reason I'm building new curriculum. Well, yeah, when, when you take the calculators out and, and the test scores drop, it, it suggests that there is a real reliance on those calculators or that students yeah. maybe don't have those fundamentals where they've had to, to memorize the basics, those algorithms. Is, is that what it tells you? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, I deliberately did this. I knew that we would see some, you know, downward uh, movements on the uh, results. And uh, but lo and behold, like I said, 
the grade six is with year two of the note calculator. Uh, they bounced up um, by 7% in that part of the exam. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's important to ensure that assessment is uh, reflecting what we see in the classroom and that our assessment is um, kept up to date. I also am making the change that there is a written portion on the grade 12 exam now this year. And so that uh, students can show their work again uh, on paper, pen and paper, and uh, show the process that they uh, went through to get their answers. So that's for math 30-1 uh, yep. and 30-2. Correct, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then, so that'll be for the first time this coming year? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so again, you know, I, I'm really moving ahead with um, ways by which we can really direct. If you have a certain perspective in your assessment, then people have to work backwards and start to have that reflect in their teaching. So, so that's uh, my expectation. And then with the new K to four draft curriculum that I have now, uh, we have um, we're compelling students and uh, teachers to work with uh, memorization um, from the earliest grades right up to grade four. So, so, yeah, I mean, these things will take time, but um, certainly I'm not afraid to make the changes that are necessary to improve um, results for kids. Right. Uh, so does that suggest then that we are moving away from what's known as discovery math? Well, again, um, you know, I'm, I'm building curriculum uh, with expectation and, uh, you know, uh, teachers and uh, boards make choices, but I think that uh, you need to make the choice to have the kids be successful on the PATs for sure, which is, uh, you know, that part B is um, really pen and paper um, memorization, um, no calculator. So, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, I've seen it pretty much, you know, I, I didn't teach math myself, but I saw that um, as a teacher and then I saw as a parent too, you know, and then of course now as the minister, um, I get it loud and clear that we need to um, supplement and to uh, strengthen math uh, teaching in our schools. So that's what we're doing. Uh, so for the grade six, and there was the second year of no calculator, and you saw yep. an improvement over the first year. Did you, is is that what you're anticipating then when it comes to the grade nines that that next year that we, yes. we will see an improvement? That's your expectation. Um, it's it's my um, it's my expectation absolutely and um, you know when you get uh, results on paper it uh, becomes very clear <laughs> what you need to do right so you know that's kind of what happened it was a sort of a, a moment with uh, grade sixes last year and uh, teachers schools school boards um, stepped up and the kids especially right stepped up and they had a seven percent increase um, that was the highest uh, sort of single percentage increase in all of the PATs um, that we saw this year so it's great. Uh, and we spoke recently about the uh, draft K to four curriculum. In terms of rolling out the uh, draft curriculum for the other grades, what's the timetable here going forward? Um, well, I, um, I I will sign off on the drafts uh, for K to four here in December, and then we'll start field testing straight away. And then um, you know we're working on the foundations of five to nine straight away too, right? So the whole process, like right up to the end of grade twelve, is. Uh, 2022. But, um, you know, we uh, certainly, any good innovations and uh, uh, developments that we get along the way, and we're not gonna, it's not going to stop us from using them, right? Which includes improving math on the ground and the results that we look at every year to see, to see how we're doing, basically, right? Yeah. All right. Well, David Egan, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for this. Hey, thank you, Beth. All right, so some troubling results when it comes to math scores, in particular for grade 9 students. Uh, in the CBE, for example, only 59.4% of students achieved acceptable standards in the grade 9 math PAT. Across the province, it was only 66.7% who did. 
The minister suggests a big factor is the change to a non-calculator portion uh, of the PAT. What does it tell us about how math is being taught if once you take away the calculator, kids are lost? Well, joining us uh, for some thoughts on all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program Sarah Bieber as uh, with the group Kids Come First, an independent nonprofit organization advocating for quality K-12 education in Alberta, kidscomefirst.ca. Sarah, thanks for joining us. You're welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. What was your reaction to seeing these results? Uh, it was disheartening because there's been such an emphasis by parents in this province over the last number of years um, so much communication to the government about putting an emphasis on, emphasis on math and the math curriculum and the way that math is being taught. And so, of course, it just feels sad, I think, for parents across the province. Parents of these students that were in grade 9 last year have to be disappointed when they see these results and understand the gaps in their children's knowledge. Right. Um, do, do you think that this is attributable to that change? And if so, what, what does that tell us? Um, it absolutely is. I appreciate the fact that the written portion, the non-calculated written portion, was added to the grade 9 PAT. And the reason it was added was to find out if there's a problem here. And now we've discovered that there is a problem here. And so um, the, David Egan is right when he says that teachers are going to teach a little bit more to the test for next year. I, my background is as a high school teacher, and teachers often give a lot of merit to the tests the PATs and the diploma exams and the kinds of questions that are going to be asked. However, I think one thing that is overlooked and most parents aren't aware of is the cut scores for acceptable are actually not 50%. So for the students that got acceptable on the written portion in this province, um, they did not have to get a 50% or higher. They had to get 40% or higher. Oh, really? And it was only 50% of the students in the entire province that earned a grade above 40% on that grade 9 PAT exam. So that is a crisis, and waiting for curriculum changes that are going to hit a number of years down the road just isn't enough. Um, Grade 10 students at our schools across the province right now are in a state of crisis in terms of their math learning. Yeah, that's very concerning indeed. So what what needs to be done, do you think? Um, A few things can be done. One thing that we can do is provide a little bit more information to parents so that they have an idea of how their children are actually performing on these tests. Right now, parents are given the acceptable standard numbers, but they're not given a breakdown. So how many of our students in grade 9 last year earned between 40 and 50% on this written section? How many earned between 50 and 60%? How many earned between 60 and 70%? So that, would, that information, if we could get that from the government, would give us a little bit more information about how our kids are doing. And then beyond that, we need curriculum changes that are coming about quicker. Um, in the late 90s, when the curriculum rewrite occurred before this one, a lot of people that were involved in that process have said, you know, a good curriculum rewrite can occur within a year. And it seems to me that as far as math goes, we need to speed up the process. Um, the last curriculum that the folk, um, for the province was inquiry-based learning for math. And while that might be an important component of math, that particular rewrite of the curriculum really sort of threw the baby out with the bathwater and got rid of basic facts and memorization that is so helpful to kids going forward. Um, When I worked with students at the high school level, I worked often with students that had learning disabilities. And so these were kids that often were having a hard time in math. And the thing that I observed time and time again is learning the concepts that they needed in grade 10 was the most difficult if they didn't have sort of that memorization of basic facts. 
if you're asking a student to solve a problem with fractions and they are having to either pull out a calculator or take a long time to figure out some of the basic multiplication or division that's involved in that, then that sort of uses up the energy that their brain has for solving that problem, and then they have a harder time with the harder concepts. So really emphasizing basic facts and mastery of basic facts is important. Right. And, and I mean, is this all a consequence? And, and this is obviously going back uh, several years now, uh, this, this move towards so-called discovery math, do you think? I think absolutely it's a consequence of that, 100%. Um, when they introduced discovery math, then the math scores started going down. The CBE, for example, Calgary Board of Education, um, came on board with implementing discovery math a little bit more than the Catholic Board in Calgary. And you can see the difference in the scores. The Catholic Board has consistently outperformed the Calgary Board of Education um, on those math scores because the Catholic Board was not as entrenched with discovery math. So taking discovery math and making that just like a small component of the math curriculum and then for the rest of the math um, curriculum and teaching focusing more on basic facts mastery and lots of repetition that's going to bring those scores back up kids need lots of repetition in math and they're not getting that with the discovery math inquiry-based program uh, the minister uh, spoke about their their willingness to to move away from this and, and to go back to some of those fundamentals. Uh, is it your sense that they're listening? Are we seeing at least baby steps in the right direction? Um, I think there's definitely steps in the right direction. When I hear David Egan talking about it, he says a lot of things that I want to be hearing, like that there will be an emphasis on mastery of basic facts, addition, multiplication, division. Um, my concern is when I read through the latest curriculum that came out, I spent a few hours with that curriculum just devouring everything I could find, especially in the grade three and four sections with math, and I couldn't see the sections that emphasized the mastery of um, that content, the mastery of basic math facts. And so I want that to be there. The government's telling us that it will be there, but I'm not seeing it at this point. Well, that's interesting. Uh, so we have the K-4 draft curriculum already. He says uh, the rest of the grades, that's coming in due course. But obviously, then that's going to be something we're going to have to watch closely for. Absolutely. And even once the new curriculum comes out, the resources that become tied to that curriculum are when we will really find out sort of what's happening inside the classroom. So it's really important that those resources that are developed provide lots of opportunities for repetition of basic concepts. Uh, in the meantime, though, obviously, I mean, we, we've got kids who are, are dealing with this right now, and, and these changes may come too late for a lot of kids. Absolutely. I feel sick about it when I think of some of these kids. There are areas, um, families that are paying for private tutoring. That's a huge thing in the oh, city yeah. of Calgary yeah. right now. There's lots of organizations that offer private tutoring, and there's a lot of families that are seeking that out for math help for their children. But there's also families for which that just isn't feasible. Um, they can't afford it or they can't fit that into their family's schedule. And so there's kids that are just falling through the cracks right now. And so I think that there needs to be action taken right now. High schools throughout the province need to have an action plan for how they're going to deal with math, whether they need to offer some kind of remedial math courses in their programs or take a section of their math curriculum and um, instead offer some remedial math content so that we can catch up some of these kids that are so far behind. Indeed. Well, we'll leave it there, Sarah. Much more, as mentioned, at kidscomefirst.ca. Really appreciate your input on this. Thanks so much for joining us here. Thank you. All right, that is uh, Sarah Beavers with the group uh, Kids Come First, kidscomefirst.ca. Uh, and this is the kind of thing that they've been pushing for, these sorts of changes, and it's taking too long to get there. It's like we got this great big 
giant ship were trying to, to do a big U-turn. And you think about how slow it takes to move that. But in the meantime, this has real-life consequences for so many kids right across the province. Uh, and, and really, we're failing them is what it comes down to. We can say that they're failing the exams, but we're failing them because we're not teaching them the way they need to be taught. That is starting to change. Uh, and you heard the minister speak to that. But uh, as Sarah notes, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. And we're not seeing a lot of those details uh, so far in this draft curriculum. All right, 974-8255. we got a lot to get to on the program today, but I do want to get your reaction uh, to these test scores, to what the minister said, to some of the points that Sarah Bieber raised. And I think she raised several very important points. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.